Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. Sometimes we wonder, is it better to pray privately or is it better to pay, play, pray as part of the group? Well, there's verses on this that kind of you wonder how it works. Let's read them. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, When you pray, you're not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, so that they may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Private prayer. Don't be like the hypocrites who think they can be heard for many big words and flowery words, and they impress you with their vocabulary, they impress you with their uh, art, how articulate, their, their oracle in their prayers. They're praying to be seen by men. They're praying to impress people and understand they have their reward in full. Don't you be like them. On the other hand, we see in Matthew 18, Jesus gives another instruction that seems a little bit different. Again, I say to you, that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three have gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. There he's talking, obviously, about your praying with others. You know, you've got to be together. Two or three of you agree, and you're not alone in your, in your inner room, in your closet, all by yourself. Is it a contradiction? Which one's better? Which one's right? Well, they're both right. And we ought to be doing both of them. I would suggest that, that we do both of them. I'd like to share a little bit this morning how, uh, well, first of all, why it's beneficial, and then about my own personal experience. It's beneficial because private prayer, it does a couple things. Number one, it lets you pour out your heart to God in sincerity. There are some things that we just rather not everybody else know about. There are some things that ought to be between you and God. There are some things that your prayers, you don't have to, that you don't have to announce to the whole meeting what your burden is, what you're praying about to a whole group. It's between you and God, and that's fine, and that's good. And so that's necessary. That's, that's private prayer is necessary for that. Secondly, though, private prayer refines us in a way that's important. It makes sure that we're not being spiritual to be recognized and noticed by others. We're all tempted to want the approval of men. There's so many verses in the Bible about this, aren't there? Paul says in Galatians, if I were seeking the approval of men, I wouldn't be a bondservant of Christ. In the scripture, Jesus said, how can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that is from the one and only God? Indeed, personal prayer private prayer, make sure that we're praying to God and not praying to others and praying to be heard or preaching a sermon to others so they would admire our spirituality. This is important. The Pharisees were hypocrites and they really put on these big flowery prayers primarily to be heard by others. They had their reward in full. You want to be rewarded by God in your prayer life? Learn to pray privately. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you. But there's something valuable about public prayer. 
praying with others. Uh, you learn how to pray there. You, you, you hear others who are more, shall we say, more experienced in prayer, who have a deeper prayer life. You can learn from them. And indeed, you can learn how to be a better prayer yourself. And you can be fired up by them. And, and their example and their faith can fire you up. I'll share a couple examples in my own life. I came to Christ through reading the Bible and found a track laying on the ground. No one personally witnessed to me. Early in my Christian life, I'd never heard anyone pray other than our, you know, the, the pastor in our pretty formal church who read written prayers that were pretty formal, and they didn't relate to anything I really could pray about. That and, and, and growing up, to, you know, now I lay me down and sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep, if I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. That prayer that I would pray as a little boy. I would sing to God as a Christian. I, I would, um, as a new Christian, my prayers were often in hymns. And I would come home from school. I was, in, uh, uh, I was involved in sports. And I'd just come home, instead of showering at the locker room, I'd come home, take a long, hot bath, and sit in there and sing hymns in the bathtub, sometimes 30, 40, 50, an hour at a time, just singing hymns in the bathtub. That shaped my life. Those were my prayers because I'd never learned how to pray anything else. And then I was invited to a prayer meeting. Excuse me, I was invited to a Bible study. It was people my own age. First time I ran into other Christians my own age. It was so exciting. I remember standing there afterwards, and we stood in a circle. It's probably about 15 of us. We'd studied I remember what we studied, uh, the, the, the stoning of Stephen in Acts chapter 7. Afterwards, we stood up and we held hands and we prayed. I had never heard anything like that. People praying out loud, informal prayers, just praying like God was not, not approaching him in the formal way that I'd always learned in our, in our uh, church with its high, um, high uh, formal praying. And here they just prayed like God was there and listening to them. They could talk to them. And I was so excited. It was such an exciting, I, I joked that I must have broken the knuckles of, of both people holding my hands on my right and my left, because boy, it was neat. It was awesome. God was there. I learned, that's the first time I'd ever prayed, heard others pray out loud in a personal way to God. I learned a lot that night, and I began to pray myself as a result. About a year later, um, I was invited to a prayer meeting at the church down on the campus, which became later, it's called Solid Rock, became later known as one of our Great Commission churches. It was down on campus. I was, a, I was a junior in high school at the time. And a friend of mine who was down on the campus, a student down on campus, invited me to a Friday night prayer meeting. And he warned me, I got to tell you, these people pray. Well, here I came, a junior in high school, my first thing I came to was not a video game party or a have fun or, or, or some sort of fun and games type evening like you would think every high schooler needs. And I realize a lot do need that, but that wasn't what I came to first. I came to a prayer meeting. I was warned, these people really pray. The meeting started at 7.30. I had to leave. I had to be home at midnight. They were still praying when I left. That was my parents curfew for me midnight I had to be home and I found out later they prayed till like two in the morning and every Friday 
throughout my high school, the rest of my high school, I would be down at that prayer meeting praying to God and being there for a several-hour prayer meeting. Now, personally, the first time I was there, I didn't peep. I didn't say a word. I just sat there. I'd never seen anything like this. People crying out to God, people pouring out their heart to God, people beseeching the Lord, interceding, fervently asking for the campus, for the city, for the nations, praising God with all their heart. This was something I'd never seen. Some people might have thought, would this have been too heavy for a, a, a junior in high school? Well, it sure wasn't because I couldn't wait to come back. My life changed that night. Hearing other people cry out to God in sincere prayer changed my life. It, those meetings turned me into a prayer warrior. Those meetings taught me how to spend 30, 45, 60 minutes in prayer, even a whole day alone with God in prayer and the Word. I would have never learned how to do that had it not been for those extended prayer meetings that we had regularly. I learned how to pray. So I often say here, more is caught than taught. I've heard many, many messages on prayer. I've given messages on prayer. Nothing touched my life like attending those prayer meetings where others were praying. I caught their faith. I caught their fire. I'll add one other example here. In our early days in Maryland, we, when we planted the church there in the night, late 79 and the 80s, we, had, uh, we weren't seeing much happen at first. And eight months into the time as elders, we committed to praying together every morning, Monday through Friday, five days a week. We'd meet together for prayer. I think it's at 6.30 in the morning we met for prayer. Many a time, now here I was one of the leaders, and I was joining Mike Cater, Jack Stockdale, and later on Greg Gill joined us for these times. Maybe Dave Sockley got added in later when he became uh, uh, recognized as an elder. But as we prayed during those times, there were many times that early in the morning, I wasn't very fired up. I'm a more of a night person than a morning person. And I wasn't, I'd go into those meetings dragging. But it, wasn't, it didn't take long before, before others' faith got me fired up. Their faith got me excited. Their faith got me believing. Their prayers lit a fire in me. And there were other times when I would go into those meetings all fired up. Maybe we'd had a great day the day before on campus or something. And I went in fired up and ready to pray. And I found that maybe one of the other guys was a little bit lethargic that morning. What am I saying? When you pray with others, it's unlikely everybody's going to be kind of spiritually down at the same time. Someone will be filled with faith, and we can catch that faith from them. We can fire up one another. The odds of everyone being down are pretty low. Someone's going to be fired up, and the rest of us can catch their faith. And so what am I saying? I think there's great value in praying alone by yourself, developing that personal walk with God, pouring out your heart in, in ways that maybe aren't as appropriate even as a group and are far better and easier, more well done privately, and your faith being built. Your Father sees you in secret. You're praying to Him in secret. There are other times that we learn and we grow and we, we, we stimulate one another, we fire up one another, we encourage one another by our prayers. By the way, I hope that's one, one thing this Daily Word and Prayer does for you, is it stimulates you, encourages you, fires you up every day. 
We don't want to have off days. We don't want to go long periods of time where I'm just kind of blah and down. We want to be inspired, encouraged, built up every day. Every day counts. Every day counts in life, folks. We don't want to be wasting days. Sometimes days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, and we realize, wow, I've drifted from God. That's why we want to, Scripture says, encourage one another every day, day after day, as long as it's still called today, lest any of you become hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. That's what group prayer and coming together in prayer and the Word can do for us. It inspires us. It lifts us up. And if one of us is down, the other can lift him up. So which one's best? I found they're both best. They're both necessary. Without group prayer, I would not have a personal prayer life. Without personal prayer, my group prayer life would be superficial and maybe just wanting to be seen by others and trying to impress others. This is why we pray privately and we pray corporately. Tomorrow on Saturday, I'll be talking about some tips on how to have a good private prayer life what to do, how to develop one. Sunday, I'll talk some about how to have a good, how to do a prayer meeting. You know, a lot of prayer meetings, there's just, they violate certain things that make the prayer meeting kind of hard to attend. And so we'll be talking about just some practices in a prayer meeting that can make your prayer meeting more uh, inspiring, uplifting, faith-filled, and something you want to go to. But now, for today, let's say, let's do both. Father in heaven, thank you for this gift of prayer, this opportunity to come before the king of the universe, the creator of the universe, the sustainer, to come and bring petitions to the God who hears and the God who sees, and to develop our own personal walk with you, to learn how to speak to you and how to listen to you. I pray, Father, for each one of us that we would have a, a truly vibrant personal prayer life. We confess, Lord, it's so easy to neglect. It's so easy to let this slide. It's so easy to forget. It's so easy to let it get crowded out with busyness. Father, we confess that's wrong. We've done it too many times, and I pray, Father, help us have the discipline and the, the commitment to spending that time with you and allowing you to mold and shape and change our life through our prayers. We pray also, Father, that we'd be people who pray together. We learn how to do that. I pray for the churches we represent right here, the churches of America too, churches throughout the world. Lord, that, that prayer meetings would not be the least attended or boring or something that no one wants to go to, but the prayer meeting might be the, the, the fire, the fuel, for the whole church and for the week, and, and it would be widely attended. People would want to be there because they know you're there. And I pray, Father, that we would we'd know how to conduct good prayer meetings in our churches so that we really are making a difference in heaven and on earth. Father, again, we bless you. We thank you for prayer. What a gift. What a gift that you've given to us. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Thanks for being with me. If you're new, welcome. I hope you come back. We're here every day. As I said a few minutes ago, we believe in the value and the importance being committed to getting in, in the Word, encouraged, inspired, built up, edified, 
daily. Don't let days go by that you're down and discouraged. The days you feel you need it least are the days you need it most. The days you feel you don't need or you don't want to get in the Word, or don't want to pray, those are the days you need it most. That's why we make commitments. We don't just say, I come when I feel like it, but we make commitments. So I hope you will commit to being with us this time each day, either live in the morning or later on throughout the day in the evening, or even just listening on Apple, Spotify, or, or uh, uh, Google platform, and you search The Tom Short Show. If you're here every day, God bless you. So glad to have you. So glad you're part of the community. I particularly like those who are communicating and building friendships in our chat. It's wonderful, the people who are here live, and they're, they're really building community. That's very encouraging to me. So you have a blessed day. You be strong in the Lord. Pray without ceasing. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow where we'll have some tips on how to have a good, personal, private prayer life. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.